Hello, girl bosses. This is your host, Sophia Amoruso. I'm back. I'm the founder and CEO of Girl Boss. We have a great guest for you today. She's Emmy Award winning journalist and founder CEO of After Buzz TV, Maria Menunos. Before we get to our chat, I want to remind you that if you want to join us in building the future of Girl Boss, you can check out the Girl Boss community now. Get early access at community.girlboss.com. And remember, if you like what you hear on today's show, go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Now I want to tell you a little bit about Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, technology, design, and more. You can take classes in everything from social media marketing to data science to web development. You name it, they've got it. Continuous learning is something we talk a lot about here on Girl Boss Radio, and Skillshare makes that easy for you. What I love about Skillshare is just how many incredible courses they have. It's such a diverse range of topics that you can learn. They have a great class that I love called Creative Leadership Toolkit, Curiosity, History, and Discovery. And this other really helpful class called Building a High Performance Company Culture, which is something we're doing here at Girl Boss. So whatever you're interested in or need to learn about, they have a class for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right, Skillshare is offering Girl Boss Radio listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Girlboss. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Girlboss to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Girlboss. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word, which was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio. Maria Menounos is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, New York Times bestselling author, actress, and entrepreneur. She started her career at 21 at Channel One News and has worked as a host for some of the biggest entertainment news outlets out there, including Entertainment Tonight, Extra, Access Hollywood, The Today Show, and E! News. As a journalist, she's held sit-down interviews with every U.S. president since Bill Clinton and covered everything from the war in Afghanistan to the AIDS crisis in South Africa. She also hosted a Sirius XM show, Conversations with Maria Menounos, which recently shifted into a weekly podcast, which you can hear wherever good podcasts are found. In addition to her broadcasting career, Maria is a New York Times bestselling author with her books, The Every Girl's Guide to Life and The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. She's also a public speaker and health advocate, frequently talking about her recovery after getting a golf ball sized brain tumor removed. And I knew that this was a gift. I knew this was happening for me, not to me. And I approached it like that. And I knew this was going to be a rebirth. And especially when the doctor said, well, can you do June 6th or June 8th? And I'm like, well, June 6th, I'm busy. June 8th, I'm totally free. Happened to be my 39th birthday. And everything's changed because when you get that kind of diagnosis, 
you're kind of like you realize nothing matters. None of this matters. One of her biggest passions is mentorship, which is a flagship of her digital network, AfterBuzz TV, which she's the co-founder and CEO of. AfterBuzz TV has been called the ESPN of TV talk and produces up to 200 hours of weekly programming. They have two goals, to create quality content and to operate as a haven that mentors, grows, and builds entertainment stars. Today, Maria is here to talk about why it's so important to put your health first, what she learned from her health scare, and how to get into a career in broadcasting. Now let's get to it. Here's my chat with Maria Menounos. Welcome, Maria, to Girlboss Radio. I start every episode with the same question. We all have a start. You know, we look at someone like you and we're like, wow, she's beautiful. She's on television. She's successful. She's a New York Times bestselling author and has her own company. But but we all have a start. So mm-hmm. what was your first job? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. Um, I think my first job was a janitor, technically, because my parents were janitors in Boston at nightclubs all over. And so the time I could hold a broom because they couldn't have babysitters, I started cleaning with them. So I did that till I was 13. And then when that club, the main club we worked for, filed for Chapter 11 and the mob got involved, we, my dad was out of a job. And so this amazing man, Bill Galatis, was um, another who, Greek, another Greek we went to church with. And at the the corner right before we got to church was a Dunkin' Donuts. So he got me a job at Dunkin' Donuts. Yum. I was a shy, you know, a year away from being able to get my real worker's permit. But he got me in there. And so I started working at Dunkin' Donuts. And I worked there. And then I guess like my first entree into the business would be uh, I did a beauty pageant back home. You know, you get those little cards in the mail and Finally got my mom, my cousin helped me convince my mom and dad to let me do it. And I won. And it was a part of this. Um, it's, it was an extension of this other company called Barbizon. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Barbizon? Uh, yeah. Okay. So the woman that ran Barbizon was like, hey, you, I'm going to get you some jobs. And I was like, okay. So I started like perfume spritzing, but I would make like $20 an hour back then, which was huge. And so step up from Duncan. Exactly. So I started doing some of that and then there were modeling gigs and then one thing led to another. And then I eventually met Kevin, my now husband, and he was making a movie in Boston. He was head writer at MTV here in L.A., had come back home to make his film. And I started working on his film and someone who worked on that film moved back to L.A. afterwards, called us and said, there's this job at this place called Channel One News you need to apply. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to be a producer. I'm going to be behind the scenes. And Kevin goes, you're getting in front of the scenes. That's where you need to be. So we put a reel together, ended up getting the job, moved to LA. And that was my first real big gig. And then from Channel One, I went to Entertainment Tonight and MTV and Access Hollywood and the Today Show and Nightly News. And yeah. So you've been working from a very early age. From like five. Yeah. And, and But at 22 years old, your career took a really big leap. You started hosting mm-hmm. Entertainment Tonight. So I I was a correspondent in Entertainment Tonight, but I definitely filled in to host, which was super cool. And I, yeah, that's where you get to see that on my bio. Are there benefits and drawbacks of kind of, quote unquote, making it earlier in your early in your career? I think there always are. Yeah. I think you can go through periods of like not appreciating it as much because my husband will always be like, you made it too young. 
And I'm like, no, I didn't. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I did. Maybe I started to take some things for granted along the way. It's such a long sprint that you've had. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of being Maria Menounos? I think I've been tired, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you ever get tired? Because people want so much from you. I'm trying to make girl boss a thing that doesn't need me. Yeah. Because it is. Because you're tired too? I'm tired and it's so yeah. much work putting yourself yeah. out there. And it seems like it's more natural for you than it is for me. But it just happened to me. And now the world wants that for me. But it's yeah. like, maybe girl boss can do that job for me. So I think that's really smart. Yeah. yeah because if you're more of an introvert, it's really going against your grain to be an extrovert and it will take its toll on you. Yeah. I am a super extrovert. <laughs> so it is more natural for me. But I think, you know, it was funny. I was listening to a Super Soul Sunday yesterday and uh, the author of you know, this amazing poet was talking about we, we start an exploration, then we go to mastery, then we go to abandonment. Hmm. And so and it's not that we abandon, he said, what we were before is that we take the new lessons and we take it to the next level. And so I think where I was before my brain tumor was um, I was bored and I had like I had no nothing new to fill me. And so now I'm in that kind of new phase. But I was so tired of being that. In 2017, on her 39th birthday, Maria had a golf ball-sized brain tumor removed, and it totally shifted her life. She talked about why this was such an important wake-up call for her and how it changed her life. It changed everything, everything, and I knew it was going to, and I was ready for it. Um, I couldn't tell my mom and dad because my mom also had a brain tumor. Hers was cancerous, glioblastoma, which is stage 4 brain cancer, and... I remember telling my housekeeper, who's kind of like my second mom, and she was hysterically crying. And she looked at me and she's like, why aren't you upset? And I'm like, because I'm so friggin' tired. If this is it, great. Hallelujah. It was awesome. If this isn't it, I'm changing my entire life. And I knew that this was a gift. I knew this was happening for me, not to me. And I approached it like that. And I knew this was going to be a rebirth. And especially when the doctor said, well, can you do June 6th or June 8th? And I'm like, well, June 6th, I'm busy. June 8th, I'm totally free. Happened to be my 39th birthday. And um, everything's changed because when you get that kind of diagnosis, and then especially after having my mom went through too, you're kind of like, you realize nothing matters. None of this matters. Mm -hmm. None of it not your car, not your career, nothing. The only thing that really matters at the end of the day is who you've been and who you've helped along the way. That's the stuff you're going to talk about on your deathbed is like, and I've been on a few now and you hear, oh, I helped this person and I helped that person. And it wasn't like, oh, I have a million dollars in the bank because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You don't get to take it with you. You don't. And so I started to quickly realize everything I was chasing, I started kind of getting in this rat race of, well, if that person can work 20 hours a day, I can do it too. But what was I doing it for? Mm -hmm. Just to have more things? It it's wasn't a, filling me. It wasn't making me happy. It's a trap. It's easy to, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. The, Wait, I've been saying that. Oh, really? This whole year and a half. The world presents things to you and I've, mm -hmm. you know, chased it down the rabbit hole. Would Nasty Gal have turned out differently if I hadn't gone off and promoted a book? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Was it the right time to do a Netflix series? 
probably not, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And all of those things, you know, can be great legacy building things. But then as I've grown older, I've learned how important it is to have a focus and say, these are the things that I want to be really great at. And even if my agent throws something at me or some business opportunity comes along and someone wants to collab or whatever it is that might even be happening to girl boss radio listeners stopping and saying, is this right? Is this right for me right now? Is important. Yeah. I used to be very cavalier about how I approach that and just pretty reckless, honestly, because I was like, uh, this is going to be cool to tell my kids someday if and when I have a kid yeah. that like this happened to their mom. Right. And this is going to be a great story for a book someday. Like I've let all these things happen because yeah. it's like great content if I ever get to talk about it. But at the same time, it can ultimately hurt hurt you so yeah and if it's not authentic to you and if it's not something that really truly you're passionate about like we have such little time so you have to choose so wisely with what you're going to get involved with and who you're going to get involved with have you found yourself involved with the wrong people or the mob no (laughs) the wrong the wrong person and how do you backpedal from that kind of a relationship like oh wow i said i was going to do this now i'm deep in with this commitment to something or someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you gracefully That's dismounted? Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me recently. So I got involved in something that it was like post brain surgery. I wasn't really like right in the head to have made this decision. And it just seemed like great at the time. And then I woke up and realized, whoa, this is so wrong. And it wasn't the people, it just was the wrong thing, and it was not the right time for me to even engage in that act, uh, that situation. And so what I did was I invited the people closest to the, the project together to my house, and I sat them down, and I explained the situation. I said, I have a different vision for this than what it was before, and... I'm happy to invite you along the way for this next juncture, but you have to be on the same page with me about this and this. And and we decided to to part ways. But those are like difficult conversations to have and you hate to let people down. But if you keep that moral compass, that compass inside of you of I have to do what's best for me, Mm -hmm. what we all start to do is we feel bad. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for him. That's not good for us at the end of the day. And you have to think oxygen mask first. And that's what I've really focused on after brain surgery is I have to put my oxygen mask on. I and as women, all we do is fret and worry and try to be everything to everyone and nothing to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you think oxygen mask first and you think what is best for me, that's going to be best for everyone. And that's just in universal energy, too. If you're doing the right thing by you, that's an energy field that you put out to others as well. You mentioned your brain tumor happened for you, not to you, which is such a an inspiring way to approach that. How did you cultivate that that way of thinking? Because it's very mm-hmm. easy to fall into, and I want to talk about fertility because I know that's something you've been public mm-hmm. about. For me, it's like... I was talking to Gabby Bernstein last night on the phone. Do you know mm-hmm. who that is? I feel like I know her she name. Wrote, I don't like, know why I know her name. The Judgment Detox and the Universe Has Your Back. Oh, and, yeah. Like, she's course. this awesome author, but also someone who's pretty spiritual and um, is a week from having a baby. And for me, it's like, 
I'm not getting pregnant. And I'm also at a place where I'm like, mm, whatever, like it's probably not going to happen. It's like buying a lotto ticket. But that's not how you manifest things mm-hmm. in your life. No, you got to start reading Esther Hicks, asking it as given. <gasps> Esther Hicks. Yes. I was going to ask what your favorite books were. I mean, that's one of my favorites right now for sure. Um, so how did you cultivate that? Like, did, was yeah. that natural to you? I used to be that way and then I like lost it. How do I get back there? Okay. So first of all, um, if I hadn't started doing the work before brain tumor, I wouldn't have handled all of this the way I did. So I started going to Tony Robbins seminars. Like I got to a place where I was so unhappy and I didn't know how to get out of it. And I felt guilty for wanting more in life because I should just be so thankful and happy with what I have. And I was really tired and low energy. And so I went to Tony Robbins seminar, changed everything. And then I ended up going to three total, was reading all these self-help books. And um, and then when and a couple of the things that I really took from the Tony seminar was that line, life is happening for you, not to you. And from every bad, there is a good. There is some good that's going to come. And that's what I realized from that quote is, OK, so if life is happening for me, not to me, and I have to apply that to everything, that means even the bad stuff is is good and that I started applying that to my IVF journey because to not get pregnant I am like I know I'm fertile I know I know my body can do this and it wasn't happening and so I started doing IVF and I knew this was so not the right move I just knew it I had this awful feeling about pumping my body with chemicals but I did it anyway because everyone's doing it right great So I firmly believe that the brain tumor was in my head before, but it grew exponentially with the hormones because there's a lot of research behind HGH. I didn't do HGH. Okay. But in fact, I was actually suggested by my fertility doctor to go to um, a doctor and get on HGH. And I went and I met with the doctor and I'm like, wait, I, I don't think this is good. And he was telling me about all these superstars that are doing it and they stay so young looking. And I'm like, I'd rather be old without cancer than die young of cancer if that's the, you know, the fallout. I don't I don't need it that bad. And so anyhow, I didn't do that. But I do know that anybody who's going to do fertility should get an MRI first because more women than you think have a brain tumor and it will grow. And so anyway, this was just the way it was supposed to go for me anyhow. Um, and I, I remember when all of this happened, I was like, life's happening for me, not to me. And I actually started to apply it even to my mom with brain cancer, probably two months in. Once I kind of got, you know, the shock was gone. I was like, okay, she never did anything for herself ever. Now she's being treated like a queen. Now we're all rallying around here. She's actually, she's got the life she probably always wanted, but with brain cancer. And so if I can find positives in brain tumors, anybody can find positives in anything. And so you have to start to do the work before. And I tell people all the time, you can eat shit. You can treat your body like shit. You can treat your mind like shit. And you'll get by for a while. It's going to hit you at some point one way or another, whether it's like a mental breakdown or a physical breakdown. So we have to start working on ourselves, building tools so that when life hits, we're prepared and we can take the hit. And hopefully the hit doesn't come because you've done so much work. You know, you start to read Esther Hicks and asking it is given and you, you learn about the power of manifesting 
and the power of asking the universe. Like throughout this whole last year and a half, I ask God every day. I'm like, please let the abundance keep flowing through me of like love and happiness and finances so that I'm free to be me. And that's all I wanted in this journey was like, I'm tired. I just, I'm dying to be me. And I'm getting to be me, which is like so exciting and so freeing. And now I'm navigating, okay, how do I live in this world? Like, where do I go? What do I be? What do I do? But I'm so enjoying the stillness of life and letting it take me where I'm supposed to go rather than willing and forcing things. Mm -hmm. So for you, I would say you need to literally sit down and write down who you are, answer the question of who am I? And then what do I want to be? And what makes me happiest? And then those answers will give you everything of what, that's your roadmap for life. And you start, you read Esther Hicks. I listen to her on YouTube every morning. Um, I listen to a whole sort of, you know, group of people. And another thing Tony said that really struck me is, you can let the world feed your mind or you can feed your mind. So every day I start with positive things. I'm not listening to, you know, crazy stuff in the morning, even music. That's I love the beats to all of it. But the words you're like, what the hell am I singing? This is mm-hmm. I'm manifesting shit. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather manifest, you know, beauty and kindness and spirituality. And so this podcast that I have, Conversations with Maria Menunos, is all about that. It's all about bringing all of these people together. So that's like my personal therapy every day. And um, it's been such a journey, like so, so enlightening and so amazing. And I'm still figuring stuff out. I'm not perfect, um, but I'm definitely way better than I was a year and a half ago. This is a question I think I want to start asking on the show because you mentioned finances and that mm-hmm. gives you the free the freedom to be you. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny, you know, having money early in life and thinking that's what matters and being able to buy stuff and then being on the other side of it and being like, all this glamour is kind of a joke. Like I'll yeah. do it because it's my job, but it actually doesn't matter. And then it's thing this thing that's not really personal to you. So for you, can you finish the sentence? Mm-hmm. Money is a vehicle to live free. That's it. I mean, I think for me, making money was something I was proud of so I could tell my parents because my parents grew up poor and they came from a village with no running water and they didn't have shoes and like, you know, like super extreme. So I'd be like, oh, my God, can you believe this? I just got hired to do this and I'm making this much money. Isn't that awesome? But money for me was just like freedom from worry and freedom from fear. And so but when you forget that and it becomes that like next thing and the next thing and the next thing, oh, wait, that's easy money. I'm going to do that because that's easy money. And then how could I say no to that? That's easy money. My dad would kill me if I said no to that. And that's how I started to judge what I was going to say yes to. And now I'm like, does this feed my soul? Are these people people I want to be around? People who are on the same like wavelength as me? And if it's a lot of money or a great opportunity and those other things aren't there, then I'm not going to do it. And so money is another really interesting thing. So before brain tumor, thank you, Tony. I interviewed Tony for my show and he set me up with his financial guy. So I had read his book, Money Master the Game, which if you haven't read it, I want you to read it immediately. It's like 600 pages, but he is such a good teacher that you can understand things that you never understood. So anyhow, so I read Money Master the Game 
And a lot of us are always like, I'm a creative. I don't know how to do that stuff. I have people to do that stuff. Or I, you know, you just make an excuse. And being in control of your money and knowing how to invest it is so friggin' important because why else are you working like a dog, right? And so I, I read the book. He connected me with this guy. I changed everything. Without even knowing what was to come, I changed everything and set myself up so that I didn't have to worry. Remortgaged properties, did all these things. And so now I can be very choosy about like what I'm going to do. And so I keep I keep begging people to be really, really educated in that area because the only reason we're working is for financial freedom. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm jumping on the phone with one of our Uber pitch winners, Biliana Freya, founder of Hoppin and second place winner of Uber Pitch, who took home $65,000 in funding. Let's learn a bit more about Biliana and her business that totally impressed us. Biliana, Hoppin is described as the Airbnb for work. What does that mean? What is what do you guys do? <laughs> Hi, Sophia. Great to be reconnected. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It means that we are on a mission to democratize the job discovery process and make it as easy as booking a hotel room on Airbnb. We're basically a job shadowing marketplace where for the first time you can try different jobs for a super short period of time on average for a day. So if you're on a path and you might be feeling stuck or maybe curious about something completely different, you can take a week off and try five different jobs. How did you come up with the idea for Hopin? What led you to this incredible idea? Oh, gosh, you know, I feel like this business has been 10 years in the making. Um, My first job was, I was looking for a job 10 years ago during the last financial crisis, and I ended up in risk management. The job didn't sound that bad on paper, but actually, after a few months, I found it to be soul-destroying. So I connected with my, um, I had an honest conversation with my manager and I said, listen, I'm really curious to see what else is happening across across the company. Do you think it would be possible to arrange a shadowing opportunity with someone in a completely different part? So uh, we did arrange this experience this one day and I will always remember this day. It was, I was heading up to um, to a client-facing part of, uh, of the bank and I sat in on a client pitch and I just, I, I felt that adrenaline and I felt so alive being in front of clients and and pitching and just experiencing that buzz all around, which I didn't have on a a day-to-day basis. And I kind of knew there and then that this is where I belong. And it was such a natural fit that I think the team realized it too. And they created a job for me as a result of this one day. I actually ended up building a five-year career in, in this part of the bank where I shadowed. And this, this one day really changed the trajectory of my, um, of my professional life. And five years, five years on, when I was contemplating another change and maybe diving into tech, I thought, wow, you know, I've worked so hard. I don't want to throw all of this away. I don't want to just quit and make a mistake. What if I could have shadowed across industries and sampled five different companies so I know again that I will be making the right move? Um, nothing like this existed. So I thought I should build it. Some, someone should do something about it. And why not me? And you said that your company is a clear contender for a billion dollar business. What? Why is that? What makes you confident about that? Because we're solving a huge problem. Um, when you look at the numbers, it's just mind boggling. Work has completely changed from the last generation to nowadays. The average time on a job has shrunk from 30 to only two years. 
70% of people say they're disengaged at work. The, this, there's such a huge cost of job switching to us as individuals, to the companies and overall the economy that something has to change. Um, I think we, the internet solved a lot of problems and we expected that all this content out there that companies are generating would help us make the right choice. But I think there's a huge disconnect between images that companies and, and jobs and industries project and what it's actually like. And our generation is really craving authenticity and transparency. And, and we're looking and we're looking to create that with a real life experience of what you're signing up for. And it is not a company's Instagram page. So we're basically closing that huge gap of expectations and reality of a job. And uh, it's, it's a huge space. We fit into the future of work. Um, there are no, there are some companies that take chips away at the problem from different angles, um, learning, learning companies or, uh, or more elaborate recruitment platforms, but no one solves it, solves it as, as meaningfully as us. And I think with changes in, um, as AI advances and, and there's increasing automation, a lot more people will be looking for their purpose, not even voluntarily. And we are the, going to be the company that will help hopefully everyone transition into the new era of the future of work. And so what do you plan to do next? What are you going to do with the money? Are you guys going to raise venture capital? What's your plan? So actually, I'm going to have a first round interview for hopefully our first employee tomorrow morning. Very exciting. I'm going to preparing. I'm going to prepare the interview questions right after the call. Um, we have some very ambitious targets for 2019 in terms of 10xing our bookings and uh, really dramatically increasing the supply of our hosts on on the platform. Uh, so we'll need every every uh, support that we possibly can, and we're going to be hiring our first employee. Huge, huge, huge deal, and this is only possible due to the award. So massive thank you to you and Uber. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we with the, with the ambitious targets that we've set for 2019, that will get us to um, hopefully an accelerator and towards the end of the year to a solid seed round that that we plan to close at the end of 2019. Cool. This is all super exciting. I'm so proud of what your future looks like. I want to stay apprised of your progress because I think what you're doing is so, so important. So congratulations again. And how can we find Hopin? How can we join Hopin and how can we shadow others in you know, pursuit of advancing our careers? Anyone that's interested in, in going shadowing can jump on uh, gohopin.com sign up and uh, you will start receiving personalized recommendations in your inbox uh, straight away. There are already featured placements on the landing page that you can request to book straight away. And uh, watch the space. Watch out for updates. We are going to be sending uh, a lot more opportunities in the new year and excited to capture all the excitement and the demand that we've received from the Girl Boss Rally. Continue to follow Liliana's journey and the other winners on Girlboss. All right, now back to the show. Maria is the CEO and co-founder of the AfterBuzz TV network, which is described as the ESPN of TV talk. She told me a little bit about what AfterBuzz is and how it started and why it's so important to her. 
So eight years ago, my husband came to me with the idea of doing a podcast after show for two of our favorite shows. It was Breaking Bad and Jersey Shore, <laughs> Rock and High Low. And he's like, it'll be our version of like a, you know, poker night. So we started doing it. And then quickly, everyone wanted to be a part of it and do their own. And it, you know, branched out and became this huge network of after shows. So we produce after shows for almost every TV show out there. We're global. And um, and that's why we call it the ESPN of TV talk, because ESPN does after shows for sports. We do it for TV. So we have six studios in North Hollywood and we have a two-part mission. Part one is make great content. Part two is nurture and grow young talent. So we're kind of the first stop for anyone who comes to Hollywood with a dream. People come in there. They have a safe space. You know, before Me Too, we were that space that was safe. And we're, we continue to be, I think, the only place that I would feel safe, um, completely safe. And um, and we nurture and we grow and we mentor we have all kinds of seminars and programs and educational um, uh, classes for, for young talent. And we've had umpteen success stories. So you turn on the TV um, or, you know, you turn digital, whichever way you go, you're going to find an AfterBuzz alum that has been, you know, nurtured and grown in our facilities. We'll get back to Maria in just a minute, but first, here's a little bit of information on Prudential. Hi, friends. Dropping by with a quick word from our partners at Prudential. Are you putting in as much work to your retirement planning as you should be? Sure, you may be 20, 30, even 40 years away from retiring, but it's never too early to plan for your future. Head to prudential.com slash state of us to take their financial wellness assessment and see where you are in your own journey to financial preparedness. Plus, you'll even find some helpful advice on how to jumpstart your own investing endeavors. We'll get back to our chat with Maria in just a minute, but first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Third Love. Third Love is a bra, underwear, sleep, and loungewear company that does things differently. They have the perfect fit because they design their bras using millions of real women's measurements. Yes, that means data. They have more sizes than other brands, which means they're the industry leader with 70 sizes, including signature half cup sizes, which are a game changer. And they're incredibly high quality. They're made with premium fabric and expert design. You can find your fit in 60 seconds with Third Love's online fit finder quiz. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. And they have a 100% fit guarantee. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. If you don't love their product, returns and exchanges are free and easy. They recently launched their most requested style, which is what I'm wearing right now, cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. They're made of Pima cotton and the result is a line of incredibly smooth, soft, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. I'm such, like I said, I'm such a fan of the cotton t-shirt bras because they're because they're breathable, they're lightweight, and they make my boobs look good. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering Girl Boss Radio listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash girlboss now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash girlboss for 15% off today. Now let's get back to my interview with Maria Menunos.
for those of us who would like to be part of After Buzz mm-hmm. TV and come up through your network or someone who wants to be in broadcasting, period, what would your advice be for someone's like, I want to be Maria Menounos someday? Where do you start? So that's why we started After Buzz. I mean, well, that's been what happened immediately after. So when we started building studios, they were just supposed to be audio. And I was like, no, we need cameras because of that. Everyone comes up to me and they want to do what I do. And there's no place for for you to go, really. Um, and every host that gets that question has nowhere to direct you. So for me, I wanted to be able to direct them somewhere. And I say, go to AfterBuzz. You'll get all set up. You'll get real, which now you can get an agent, which can then get you a job. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have real, you can't get an agent. You can't get a job. So it's one of those things where people come out with these big dreams and then they end up going home because it's so hard to to survive out here. It's a very expensive place to live and no one wants to help people and teach people. They want people who are awesome at their job. No one has time to train you and mentor you. One person might get to one person, but what happens to the other 300 people or, you know? So, um so for us it was really important to have a place when people come up and they're like, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, okay, cool. Go to After Buzz. Yeah, You're there's, done. There's so <laughs> much. It's good to demystify those things because, and that's what we try to do on Girl Bus Radio because it's it's just, it's so confusing once the world pushes you off the ledge, mm-hmm. whether it's out of college or out of high school or just in general, you want to make a change in your career to understand like, how do we, how do I get from here to here? So many people don't know yeah. where My to start. My husband was just in New York, in fact. It's funny. Um we had a VH1 search for like thousands of candidates to find hosts for their love and hip hop after show. And three of our hosts on our panel got chosen. Wow. They had chosen five. They got rid of the other two, only kept the after buzzers, and then they fired the producers apparently because they were like, you guys know how to produce your own stuff. So now Kevin was in New York. He's in the Viacom building and whose pictures are in the front lobby. And it was our three after buzz hosts doing the after show wherever we turn we have alum that's succeeding wildly and the thank you notes like after brain surgery i got a book this thick of thank you notes from people because we've launched so many people's careers and and helped them and you know they fall on hard times out here we're like their parents because we don't have kids so we're like moving people we're bailing people out of jail we're you know there's all kinds of stuff that goes on behind the scenes but we're really proud of it and um and yeah, so I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. I'm glad you do that. It makes me feel a lot better because yeah. I do that like on stages when I'm being interviewed and I'm just like, oh my God, what's wrong with my you brain? Know, it's not that. It's you have so much going on. There is so much in your head that you don't give yourself credit for. So I'll take you through one last exercise. Mm-hmm. Ready? So one of the things Tony does and I just did with another kind of Tony Robbins-ish guy that was really powerful is... So if we go back to five years old, find your five-year-old self, okay? I'm sure you're remembering some outfit. You're remembering some area. Go back to that little girl. Would you say those things to that little girl? How could you forget that? How could you not do this? How dare you? What? I can't believe you're so stupid. Would you ever say that to that little girl? No, there are other people doing that. (laughs) There you go. You would never say that to yourself. We have to treat ourselves the way we would treat that five-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
Don't make me cry. Sorry. <laughs> so, and I do it too. Like two days ago, I had a big meeting and I had like a stupid moment. I gave them the wrong address. And I am the girl who's like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And in that moment, I got worked up and it mattered. And I was so angry at myself and I was beating myself up so bad over something so dumb. And and then my brain started like fritzing. Like I, I couldn't even get words out because I was so frustrated with myself. And then I remembered later, I was like, wait, five-year-old, hello, would you do that to them? Mm-hmm. The world is still going to go round. It's just how do we want it to go around and how do we want to be to ourselves? You have to love yourself. And speaking of loving yourself, you have a series of books called The Every Girl. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have any plans to write more more books? And what is The Every Girl brand? So I started with The Every Girl's Guide to Life. Oh, my gosh, maybe 10 years ago. And to me, nothing had been written like that before. Um, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I just was like, they wanted me to kind of write like a hair and makeup book or something like that back <laughs> then. And my husband's like, that's not you. And so I just started writing from my heart, like different things that I wanted to share with people. I love helping people and I love sharing information. And so that's what I did. And, you know, that was kind of like the launch because this was like the little book that could. I'll never forget the publisher called up my lawyer and was like, you know, complaining. And then my lawyer called me up and he goes, are you writing a good book? Are you writing a bad book? Because they're afraid you're writing a bad book. And I was like, I don't know. They're the big bad publisher. They should know. So I remember sending it to like my friends from church choir and like some teacher friends back home. Is this information that would help you? And they were like, yes, this is amazing. I was like, okay, I'm going to just go with what I believe in. Hope it works out. Ended up being on number three on the New York Times bestseller list, which was so amazing. And so from there, I wrote The Ever Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness because people always wanted to know how I lost 40 pounds. And so I wrote that book and put everything in there. And then I did The Ever Girl's Guide to Cooking with my mom because my mom's really amazing at cooking really healthy, clean, fast recipes. So we shared that. But talking about don't do things because you should. No, just because you can doesn't yeah. mean you should. Going back to that, after Brain Tumor, everyone's like, oh, my God, you got to totally write a book. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't want to do anything. I want to do nothing. Because I want to know what the real things I'm supposed to do are. And just because I can doesn't mean I should. And so the book that I would have written then isn't the book I would write now. And now I'm kind of like in a better space where I'm like, oh, maybe there is. Maybe I'm ready for this. Maybe I know what I would run up right next. So we'll see. How do you start your day? Like what are what are the things you do for yourself over the course of a day? Like you start your day. Mm-hmm. How do you finish your day? Do you meditate in the middle of the day? Like what do you, yeah. how often do you exercise? We want to know. So I'm in a new routine now because um, my time with Sirius is over and I'm just doing my podcast once a week. So before I used to meditate in the morning and um, and I would listen to like Esther Hicks or something when I was getting ready. Um, so now I'm really focusing on my nutrition because I want my energy levels to get better. And thankfully they have. Um, so I'm really focused on doing all my regimens, like my water with a little Himalayan salt and my food vitamins and then, you know, all of that stuff. So I'm trying to like get all of my nutrition in and then I'm now I'm going to start incorporating my meditation. And again, I play guitar 
twice a week. Cool. Um, and then uh, I do Pilates twice a week. That was um, that was something else that I put in there. And other than that, I don't work out very much. I move a lot throughout my day, so I'm physically active. But what time do you wake up? Usually around seven. What time do you go to sleep? Ooh, I try for 10, but usually like 11. That's eight hours. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We'll get back to our conversation with Maria in just a few. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about ShipStation. The holidays are almost here. And if you're selling online and need to meet those holiday deadlines, you need ShipStation. It's a fast and easy way to manage and ship your orders all from one place. We use ShipStation here at Girlboss. We have a little bit of merch that we're getting online and ShipStation has made it so incredibly easy. So stay tuned. We will have our goods for you and it will be coming your way via ShipStation. So whether you're using your own website, Shopify, Squarespace, Etsy, or over 75 other popular selling channels, you can use ShipStation to bring all of your orders into one simple interface. You can use USPS, FedEx, UPS, manage it from your phone, any device, and ShipStation will help you find the best rate possible for you. So right now, try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use my promo code GIRLBOSS. Don't wait, go to ShipStation.com and before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in GIRLBOSS. That's ShipStation.com, enter GIRLBOSS. ShipStation, make ship happen. Now let's get back to my interview with Maria Menunos. After working for various news outlets for so many years, Maria is finally focusing on her own podcast called Conversations with Maria Menunos. She talked about the podcast and how it has felt to be completely in the driver's seat and 100% in charge of her own voice and show direction. I love it. I love it. It's um it's so exciting to be completely in charge of just your life in general, but then when you get to do a show that's totally based on what you want to hear and what you want to learn, you know that there's a whole posse of people out there that want the same thing. And so it's fun. I really love it. And you work with Rally Health. What do you mm-hmm. do with Rally Health? So I'm an ambassador for Rally Health and Rally is a digital platform that helps really um, get people focused on their health, gives them tools to do it um, in a really easy way. They offer incentives for people to get screened, which is so important. So they'll say, you know, we're going to give you $500 to go get your, you know, mammogram or your prostate exam or whatever it is. And so we do events all year long to help encourage people to take control of their health. And we have such similar missions that it's um, a really great partnership. I've heard you're an occasional wrestler. I have wrestled. I'm 4-0 in the WWE. Whoa. <laughs> so what do you do? You have a character? No, I always wanted to be called the Golden Greek, but... Um, you're our was... golden, just for you <laughs> listening, everyone listening. She's she's gold. Thanks. So um, anyway, I always wore a Greek flag on my chest to honor my roots, and I came out to Greek music, Zorba or something, I think it was. <laughs> Before she left, Maria shared her most recent girl boss moment. I got a thank you note from one of my former hosts, and 
he was saying that, you know, we don't get to see each other often, but I want you to know how much I carry you and Kevin in my thoughts and what you guys did for me in launching my career. And it was this beautiful letter. And I um, I shared it with our host at AfterBuzz at a summit we had two weeks ago. Of course, like I was bawling before I even started. I started bawling. <laughs> and um, And I said to all of them, I said, listen, you know, this company isn't profitable right now. And, um, and sometimes I'm ashamed of that. And I said, but fuck, but I said, one of the things I really admired about Joan Rivers that I thought was the greatest thing ever was that she always paid for her housekeeper's kids to go to college. And I used to tell Kevin when I was younger, I was like, that's so awesome. I wish I had the money to do that someday. And then I woke up and I realized, oh, my God, I've been doing it for eight years for kids where Kevin and I have literally funded all of these kids careers. And instead of being ashamed of it, which in like and, you know, in business, it's like, what's your margin? What are, you know, where are your profits? How, you know, show me your business plan. I'm like, my business plan. I don't know. It's to help people like that sucks. <laughs> it's embarrassing. And so I was super embarrassed by it. But then having my girl boss moment, um, I realized I'm like, wait this is what I have been doing all along. And I'm really proud of that. I think that the right people will come in to help us take that vision to the next level. And that's what I'm working on right now. And that's why I'm excited to have free time so that I can really focus on it. But I realized I'm like, that isn't something to be ashamed of. That's something to be proud of. And it was that letter that thank you that got me to really realize it. Sorry, I'm such no, a baby. It's, it's funny how that works. You're not a baby at all. <laughs> Don't be sorry. One thing we talk about a lot here at Girl Boss is this concept of success. Mm-hmm. And to some people, you are the, you know, walking kind of example of what success looks like. But it means something different for all of us. Yeah. And it doesn't mean necessarily money. It could be for someone, you know, if that's, it's part, it can be part of it because it gives you freedom. Yeah. Success can mean so many things. What does success mean for you? Success for me and this is something I've been working on. And like, when I speak to people, I'm like, can we please redefine success? Because success isn't having millions of dollars in your bank account, because I know a lot of people with a lot of money who are really miserable. Success is inner happiness. And success is, to me, um, fulfillment. And, and it's, it's helping people Because like I said, at the end of your life, what are you going to be most proud of? It's not going to be the Chanel bag you have. It's not going to be the house or the car because that's all going away. It's not coming with you. The only thing you're going to take with you is who you've helped along the way. So that's what success is to me now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Girlboss Radio. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends. Follow at Girlboss Radio, at Girlboss, at Girlboss Rally, at Sophia Amoruso, at everything. I listened to our new podcast with Uber called Jumpstart, hosted by Jen Rubio, the co-founder of Away Luggage. If you've ever wondered how to pitch venture capitalists, this is the show for you. Check it out wherever good podcasts are found. And remember, if you want to see what the future of Girlboss will look like, you can sign up for early access at community.girlboss.com.